Welcome to the Wilson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, what's so, in uh, cooler? What's in cooler? Oh, <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> your rhino, your rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side, heat it. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. And now, Karate Fighters presents Gang Rules, the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week I am joined by the hop god, Matt, and Mikey work great. And uh, Jim, Jim's not here yet. I think uh, he's backstage with Luke and Butch and Men on a Mission as they're applying uh, some doink face paint so he could join their Survivor Series team. Uh, I don't know where he is. Um, so here we are for our uh, Survivor Series extravaganza. Um, as usual, you guys can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. All right, so we've got a fun one planned for you. Uh, it is an iconic pay-per-view, and it is a, a big anniversary that happens next week. Uh, 25 years ago, uh, in early November, Survivor Series 1997 Gang Rules, or is it Gang Rules or Gang Rolls? I don't know. It's Gang Rules right. with a Z. You got to make sure it's yeah. like the late '90s. Everything's got a Z yeah. at the end of it. So uh, see, this is before this... before we go on, man. Your your uh, intro voice with your Milton Bradley's Karate Fighters was pretty <laughs> on point, man. Like, thank you. Uh, yeah, chef. I practice. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we're covering Survivor Series 1997 um, in depth. And uh, in two parts, mind you. So this week, we're going to be talking about the first half of the card. We've got some interesting matches. We've got some doozies. Um, and uh, <laughs> Doozies is not the word I would use <laughs> yeah, for the first yeah. half of this card as we look back. But I'll, I'll allow you to explain doozy. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't even know if we can collectively uh, bring a six-pack to this party for Cans mm. in the Cooler for all these mm. matches that we're about to talk about. Um, but... Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit more next week, I think, after we're done with part two. But I was thinking about it today, and this pay-per-view, especially the main event, has to be up there in, like, top five most important pay-per-views in oh, with, WWE, WWF history. Without a doubt. It's not up to WrestleMania three levels. Uh, right. But it's it's certainly it's, up there as, like, one of the most important, without a doubt. Right. So, um... All right, so things kick off. This is, uh, again, Survivor Series 1997, um, and the event on Peacock kicks off with a an absolute glorious black-and-white promo, uh, basically recapping the, the Michaels and Bret Hart feud. At the time, Bret Hart is the champion. We're not going to touch on that yet because we've got a lot of diving in to do next week. Um but it talks about Brett beating Taker at SummerSlam with the help of, of uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, and it really highlights the start of the Attitude Era thanks to to Shawn and Brett. 
Um, so this is the 11th annual Survivor Series, November 9th, 1997. It takes place in uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada at the Molson Center. And we've got uh, Karate Fighters has now taken over the uh, Stridex blimp in, in that arena. Um, or is it the 1-800-COLLECT blimp? It's, no, it's, maybe. It, it's forever rotating. I, I just... <laughs> I want to see the camera angle from that thing. Like right. now you'd have like a GoPro on it and you'd like yeah. see it around the ring if they were to do that again. Come on, Papa H. Do they, even, do they even show the the shots from that? No, they never no. show. So it's like, I know yeah. it's like a massive advertisement, but otherwise what the hell is the point in that stupid thing? Obstruct people's upper deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting stuck right in front of you. Like, how are we going to get this thing out of the way? Oh, man. Like, um. Yeah. Notable, this is the first pay-per-view without Vince on commentary. Uh, he was on the, the Bad Blood uh, Hell in the Cell promo. Uh, promo, sorry, the, the pay-per-view that airs before this. Um, and that's like pretty much his last one on commentary. Um, he was uh, undoubtedly busy. This yes, <laughs> yes, he was <laughs> extremely busy. And uh, you, you could tell at, at some point, you know, how he's trying to work the angle, but but do his job at the same time. He's um, shown in the back at one point, right? There's like an interview. Yes. Where it's actually like right. But... It's probably like what we're going to kick off part two with. Yes, you're guess. totally right. I'm um, jumping, jumping the gun here. Sorry. No, that's all right. Um, so I I really, I think it's interesting. JR introduces the Spanish and French announced teams. Um, no one's microphones are working. These guys are just <laughs> blabbering and like lip syncing. It's like a, a bad, uh, you know. Yeah, episode of uh, of what Power Rangers at the time with the the dubs and the lip syncing. Yeah. So le- let's get right into the the gang rolls. I-, I like to call it rolls because there's no e in there, and it drove me crazy the entire time I saw rolls. that. <laughs> <laughs> so our first match, uh, those brats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, late '90s. It's all about the Z. Yep. Yeah, but why is there no e? We need Jim here. Yep, yep. He's we got a literary to, guy. <laughs> yeah, come in. Uh, I'm going to gush over and over again about this era. It's my favorite era in wrestling, uh, not just because of the outcome at the end of this, this night, um, but first match kicks off with, oh, good Lord, what in God's <laughs> name are these teams? This is, I think, I think this, correct me if this is wrong, this is like the last uh, – survivor series that's loaded with like traditional survivor series matches right um because after this they kind of like pretty much ditch all of them tournament is next year right right so the first match kicks off we've got new age outlaws um and the godwins facing off against the headbangers and the new blackjacks now possibly the worst four-man team assembled in yeah it's it's Absolutely which awful. One? Yeah, which one? <laughs> the headbangers one side. Like this is this the New Age Outlaws are so raw. I think they're like just barely called the New Age Outlaws. They don't, they don't even, even have come music out. Yet. No, they come out to the Godwins music. Um, who they're supporting like all the Confederate flag gear at the time. Um, you've got at first I couldn't remember why and this is where Matt said this probably about like a half a year ago when I was like dogging on the current product and um how they overuse the video packages highlighting things I really could have used the video package oh. of them showing us oh. <laughs> them showing us why the hell Road Dog had like a cowboy hat with no like top <laughs> to it on his head uh, <laughs> I know 
just slamming the kaboom box on a yeah, monster yeah. crasher there. <laughs> it's oh Jesus, it's awful. Nick had um, a kaboom box for all you listeners out there. I did. That thing was awesome. Hell was yeah. strapping everything. Um, <laughs> all right, so so the interesting part about this card is in the middle of the ring doing the uh, announcing is a French ring announcer Albert De Fruzio. Uh, <laughs> I call him the French Fink. The, the French, French Fink. fink. <laughs> the French Fink really threw me off, man. It, it just yeah. feels... I was going to use the word foreign. That's not what I really wanted to say, <laughs> but it feels so weird. It's just like... It does. It makes you like, what's wrong here? Like, something's just not right. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty apparent what's not what's not normal. Yes. But, uh, man, uh, it, it, was, it was just strange all night. It, it's very strange, and then I remember, like, because pretty much the only match that I've... I remember off of this card is the main event and you know when which I've seen countless times whether it's through the match itself or documentaries um and his voice like as soon as I heard it I was like oh shit I forgot about this jabroni (laughs) um all right so we've got uh headbangers and new blackjacks uh they come out to the headbangers music uh outlaws come out to the godwins music and uh road dog (laughs) Hello, all you maple leaf loving freaks. <laughs> I won't I go into the rest because it gets yeah. a little uh, a little interesting. Yeah. Steers and queers. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> um, it, I don't know, man. Do are we going to cover this match in depth? Because I feel like there's we could talk about some spots in it, but Jesus Christ! There's one important thing from this match that I wanted to bring up. When the Godwins are coming down to the ring? No. Is it when the Godwins are coming down to the ring? There are the Canadian fans, of course, in Montreal, um, you know, all on the guardrails. And there's this dude with really black curly hair and the vitriol on this dude's face as he's flipping these guys off. I have never felt more like wanting to be that guy ever like looking at a fan i never related to a fan like that ever uh it has all of my emotions towards this match yes in one middle finger from this guy and his facial expressions are just like get this away from me i don't yeah. want to see this i'm done with it let's move on like that's exactly how i this match let alone have it open the show yeah <laughs> no, what do you got against glenn ruth all right wait actually Nothing. i've got I've, I've got a very important breaking stat Okay, we're probably the extra cooler show is probably (laughs) the first ever. Right. Two very important things. We're the first ever podcast to now cover not only two Glenn Ruth matches, three Glenn Ruth, but we our last two episodes have featured a Glenn Ruth match. That's uh, one of the headbangers. I think that's Thrasher. One Uh, Glenn Ruth match. What? (laughs) back to back wow this is the break you know hot off the presses guys uh tell your friends all about the extra cooler show and i was and more Glenn of a mosh Ruth. guy actually sorry to say yeah, yeah he went a little Which further was, mosh was Chaz, right yes yeah correct correct okay um we've got <laughs> I, i'm not gonna even break down here. yeah i'm not gonna even break down what happens match for match um this Road is Dog a and Billy Gunn survive. That's it. Yeah, Move on. Yeah. Blackjack well, with the crowd is a pretty homophobic. I would like oh, to very say. Much. Oh, um, yes. Quite the, homophobic. What's funny is that they're chanting a uh, inappropriate word at Billy Gunn, and he's getting he's getting some real heat here. And uh, King goes, 
what is the crowd chanting? Something in French, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JR's like, I can't help you there. <laughs> and they like just gloss over them being yeah. called uh, a very 90s word. Yes. Yes. Something that would not uh, be tolerated these days. Yeah, 100%. Uh, rightfully so. Uh I do love the end, right? Um, when they announce the winners, Road Dog, a badass Billy Gun. I don't think I really did that in a good French uh, oh, accent, but you're glossing over the worst botch in history. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Which one? Which part? <laughs> well, Billy Gun jumping off the top rope. To, oh yes. Uh, misses the leg drop by a country mile. <laughs> yeah, and Road Dog pulls like the sloppiest roll up, and uh, and it's over. It's so far away, it just there's like a whole body length in between his leg and the and uh, Thrasher. It it is like it's pretty incredible to go back and like see first of all Bradshaw like he's it's not like he got better in the ring like because he was always a big hoss you know like he he could throw around but it's pretty incredible to see like what happened with. Road Dog and Billy Gunn, and basically how they got paired together because Rockabilly didn't work, right? And, uh, neither and did Jesse James, and neither did Jesse James flying solo. Um, who's still throughout this match, he kind of does like him and uh, Billy Gunn are still kind of doing like the double J with like the double fingers in the air. Uh, it, 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 I don't know, I don't know. I just you went back and found get... the spot of him yeah. missing that leg drop. It, you're 100% right. He's nowhere near it. And good old Glenn Ruth still grabs his head like he just got nailed. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty egregious. Good good eyes there. Does anybody want to give this cans in the cooler? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go. One. I'll give yeah. it one can. I'll give it one. I'll, it, get a, I'll give it a half a can because of the fan giving it the middle finger on the way down the uh, yeah, aisle way. Yeah. This is no way should this lead off a card. Maybe it's an yeah. old way of like, or, or a newer team. way of thinking of like, you should start the night off hot. Give me a good match right off, right out the gate. Like, yeah. curtain jerker should be something that gets the crowd into it. Yeah, and maybe this, half a can. I'm subtracting Maybe half Maybe can. this just from the heat that the New Age Outlaws were getting is the only reason to put it on first, get the crowd going right away. But I don't they, know. They, they dropped the ball by not having – there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here, obviously, you know, the transition time. But, like, I feel like there was a missed opportunity with New Age Outlaws never going up against, like, anybody in the Heart Foundation at this time. Now, I know they're, like, just getting started, but I don't know, man. These, these – these teams come across as like some real Jobers. I, I feel like none of these teams really aged gracefully outside of the New Age Outlaws. Like, oh no, none of them really matter. You know, no, as no, much as I loved the Headbangers back in the day with my chain wallet and stuff in, in middle <laughs> yeah. school, I, uh, I don't know. I just listen to all that Marilyn Manson, as uh, Jim Ross referred yeah. to earlier. <laughs> There, I oh man, I'm looking at this and I'm watching it as we're talking, and I can't even like read some of the signs on air right yeah. now because they're so wildly offensive and inappropriate. And like, like I think one of you said it earlier, like head scratching. Like, what went through someone's mind to write some of these things on a sign? Yeah, your front row, your mother sees you in the front row. Like, geez, says a lot about those Canadians. You know, Brett. Brett said it best. Of uh, if I took a sign like that, my mother would tell me this. I'm gonna kick your little. 
<laughs> Very appropriate. Talking about someone needed their scrawny ass kicked for booking uh, the Truth Commission versus the Disciples of Apocalypse. Other I don't teams think that did not age gracefully. No, I I think I I, I was watching this pay per view and outside of the main event and maybe the second to last match, the Stone Cold and Owen match. I I don't think I've watched this pay per view since it aired the night it aired on November 9th, 1997. I've never gone back and watched um, some of this. So we've got the Truth Commission. We've got the Jackal, the Interrogator, Sniper, and Recon uh, facing <laughs> off against the DOA, Crush Chains, 8-Ball, and Skull. Um, shows you how much JR and King care about uh, the DOA because they can't tell the difference between the two bald guys. It's also very, uh, it, it goes to show that writing notes when you're doing a podcast is very, uh, very necessary because there's no way in the world that you would have been able to name any of those guys no. as we were coming in. <laughs> no. It would have been Crush and Kerrigan or Gergen <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Kerrigan. I, 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 I knew all of those guys. Of course you did. Yeah, you're you wanted Worker. to be in the Truth Commission. <laughs> I did. I do. I do love it how they ride their bikes down the aisle. They do a loop around the ring, and then they leave. Like, this is the second time we've covered a DOA match, and they do the same thing in both. They do a loop around the ring, and then they leave. Rather than just leave the bikes at ringside and have some schlub walk them to the back, <laughs> they do the, a loop. And I think King even references it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're leaving. <laughs> Where are they going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, JR starts talking about how the bikes are so valuable. They don't want them ringside or he starts yeah. making something up right away. I didn't even have enough energy to go and look up and see if Sniper and Recon ever went on to do anything before or after this uh, because I have no interest. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who are Sniper did, and Recon if you were paying attention? Yeah. Um, um, Recon is Bull Buchanan. Yes. Oh, right, right, right. Who's the other guy, though? Oh, he's some scrub. Yeah, never time. seen again. <laughs> <laughs> so things, uh, it's basically like crush, seeing if Crush can take down uh, Kurgan in this match. Um, and it, early on, it gets down two to two. And uh, <laughs> Crush, and let's just call him eight ball. JR has no <laughs> clue. Like, that's a line out of JR, too. Not not Jerry Lawler. Um, we'll call him eight ball. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just call him Eight Ball, <laughs> and then eventually uh, Crush gets dismantled. Um, the Jackal is Kurgan, correct? The Interrogator is um... no, no Jackal. The interrogator is ja Kurgan. Oh, sorry, sorry. Kurgan is the Interrogator. The Jackal is uh... why am I drawing a Don blank Callis. on his name? Don Callis. Thank you. That was the um, only right. like really intriguing part for me. So yeah. Don Callis comes off the top rope. It looks like he almost loses his pants when he does it. He like <laughs> has to pull him way up in the yeah. back. And then all of a sudden he's on commentary and you're it was cool to see or here, I guess you should say, a uh, a young Don Callis, aka the Jackal, um yeah. you know, on the microphone. But he sounds nothing like he sounds today. Like you can hear it, and of course it's the same yeah. guy. But it, it, there's such a different cadence at which he speaks now in oh, AEW totally. when he's around. There's a different bravado about him. Like it, it's totally different, man. It's pretty and, cool to see this. And clearly, though, he he was trying to get this gimmick across, and clearly Vince and Jr. Crush and whoever work? had they had no no faith in him as as a in ring talent or out of ring talent because. 
you would be hammered right now if I told you to drink every time they referred to him as like David Koresh. Right. Um, you know, it was like, okay, we we get it, Jr. We get it. All right. We understand what he's trying to do and what he's trying to accomplish here in this dog shit match. Um, <laughs> I, see, I think this is like the only match Jackal wrestles. I believe you're right. It's the only time I've ever seen him wrestle in uh, in WWF. Yeah. No. He's certainly not um, in there for very long. <laughs> I'm going to give a couple chops and then gets his oh, ass yeah. handed to him. Yeah, but then at the end Crush gets dismantled by the interrogator. They celebrate in the middle of the ring and uh I'm going to go and give this one flemwad on Kurgan's beard <laughs> at the end. I don't know if you caught that. Like yeah. someone tell these guys what what is the problem in the 90s, man? Like I understand it. You got a little cotton mouth. Like someone tell these guys to wipe their goddamn mouth at the interview. <laughs> Let's just call it the Owen Hart spittle. <laughs> exactly. How appropriate that it's in Canada. Anybody want to give this? Is, wait, is this match, you gun to your head, you have to watch this match or the first match that opens this, this card? This, this one. one? No way. No, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. At least you get to watch uh, and hear Billy Gunn and, and yeah. Road Dog and the I crowd was, being Mikey... engaged with this. The crowd is dead in this one. There's like no interaction, nothing. Nobody gives a shit, and I don't either. Yeah, Mikey Workrate really, <laughs> really wants to join the Truth Commission. Uh, the Jackal says he threw uh, the Commandant out, uh, said he was Hogan's Heroes reject. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did they just like, I know we covered this already, but they just ditched that gimmick completely, right? The Commandant? Yeah. Like, right, Jackal he just disappeared, over. and yeah, and Jackal just took over. <laughs> All right, so arguably the uh, the highlight of the first half of this might be what's up next. Uh, we take it to the Canadians, who's going to tell us, they're going to tell us who's going to win the main event. And, uh, oh, Jesus. I thought, talk, I thought you were, for the highlight, you were going to say the uh, AOL <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's not next. That's not next. That's it's after not. the Canadians. But sorry, I gave it one flemwad. Uh, does anybody want to give it an actual Kansas cooler? One and a half. One, one and a half. half. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez, come on. Mikey, work rate, work I'm rate. taking work rate. No, I'm taking work rate, <laughs> work rate away from you. God, you got me so fired up over this. I'm like giving a it a quarter. A quarter of a can. I'll take a sip and spit it out in your face, Mikey, work rate. <laughs> I gave it four kids in the cooler. I, I feel like I need to be like the father figure. Boys, boys, boys. <laughs> Both matches suck. All right. One and a half. One and a half is pretty much four if you were really to rate this on its scale of what a good <laughs> <Yeah>. match is. <laughs> it's, it, 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 you're, you're grading it on a curve. Is, a that, very... is that a thing in, in uh, elementary school, Nick? Do you do that? <laughs> no, no, not in my okay. room. Makes sense, though. You're right. You're right, Matt. <laughs> All right, so let's take it to all these slobs, I mean Canadians, uh, who are going to tell us who's going to win the main event. Um, look at all these people rooting for Brett, man. You really want to be associated with these people? There were some Sean guys in there, too, there surprisingly were. so. They, you know, it's funny. I watched it, and the first time I watched it, I kind of like – I look at each person, and I predict who they're going to root for. <laughs> There's like a guy with like two front That's teeth. A fun game. Right? 
You could yeah. tell by the, like it, it's pretty stereotypical on my part, but you can just tell by the way all these people <laughs> very look. fitting for 1997 apparently. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you could see one guy like is is so ugly he's wearing a luchador mask. Uh and then then you've got the other guy who ends the clip to the crowd more often these days. Right? What about the guy that yes. ends the clip? He looks like he's ready for his first little league game. He's got like a, a red red Yankee hat on and yeah. he's got a, he's a red matching t shirt and his mock turtleneck on <laughs> with his <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this dude's fired up. It's like it looks like they were trying to recreate the like WWF New York when they would take the camera yes. there. Um but I was just purely fascinated with their Canadian accents through this entire piece, whether it was them speaking English or them speaking French. I was just enthralled by uh, by their their Canadian accents and what they're to- talk- talking about. <laughs> so the, it's really interesting, and I want to touch on it now um, because we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little bit more next episode. But the Brett and Sean feud is so interesting because I I've said it before. Sean's always my favorite guy, but Brett is right up there with him for me. And then there's like so there's people that I think can appreciate both, and then there's like some real sickos, some grown ass men and women who are out there who like feel the need to pick a side, and like whether they're living that gimmick or not. Like I've seen some people that either I follow on on Instagram that are like they legitimately still hate Shawn Michaels. I'm listener uh, Carl. <laughs> I thought you were talking directly at me when you're start, starting to talk about living the gimmick. No, these people, like, it, it's like, can't you just appreciate what these two have brought? And if this never happened, who knows what would have happened to wrestling? Um, because I, I, I don't know. We're going to get, we'll get into it more next week, but sorry. I just had to touch on that. Um, Kevin Kelly's in the America Online room with Austin, and he's in his full ring gear, and uh, some guy's typing on, like, a, eight-inch laptop, um, which has that little, like, nub. I never had a laptop with the little nub between, like, the G and the H. The little mouse. The, the mouse pad, like, was that, that a thing, was thing? I think yeah, it was you a had to thing. have been. That thing was infuriating. Gateway? I had a gateway. <laughs> 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 All right, so before we move on to the next match, uh, what... There's there's one king thing from the... Uh, uh, cut you off, my apologies. It's but okay. there's one there's one king... Uh, line here as the fans were predicting the winners and going through uh, especially with the guy in the lucha mask he goes is today Halloween did you see the faces on these people here in Canada P.U. <laughs> <laughs> and and JR the professional just plows right through yep. it like pays yep. it no mind and keeps on going but uh, let's, thank God for, let's, for let's King cheers now so um, back to what's in everybody's cooler all right. Uh, the Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Uh, be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. I didn't bring a No Pumpkin because I know you guys have had it before, um, and I just finished my last one yesterday on Halloween. Um, it it was delicious. But, uh, Mike, what's in your cooler this week? I actually do not have a beer. I have, it looks like an IPA, but it's actually orange juice with some vodka in it. Oh, Jesus, you had me worried for a little bit. I made myself a little Montreal screwdriver. (laughs) Oh, I like it. Kudos. (laughs) Cheers. Good one. Good one. Good one. Excellent. 
it, Matt, it what about like, you? It looks a little heavy on the orange juice there, kid. Vodka <laughs> um, is clear, bro. <laughs> uh, it just looks very orangey. That's all. Right. Um, for Did me, I, I went through the BD this week. It's Halloween. I found one of the spookiest cans that I could find. Um, and I found Rogue Bat Squash. Uh, Bat Squatch. I can't uh, pronounce it very well, but it's a hazy IPA from Rogue Brewery, which is one of the like pioneers of uh, of IPAs, if you ask me. And they do a really cool thing on the back. It looks like uh, a star, so it has five points on it, and it each point has a like rating almost, and it uh, it's kind of like a video game rating of like when you have ta- talent for like maybe Madden or something. It like fills one point of the star so it's malt tropical citrus pine and bitter and the tropical is full the citrus is one notch down and then the pine and bitter are kind of halfway and the malt all the way down it's a really cool uh little piece so it it's cool if you're like in the bd and you're looking at the can and you want to know what it's going to taste like i thought it was a really cool little piece added that's awesome yeah yeah nba jam very much like that good call um and then it says uh pair Pair with uh, white cheddar, grilled salmon, and strawberry shortcake. I uh, I don't know if I would have this beer with any of those, but uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Cheers to that. Uh, so I I I realized it's been a really long time that I've brought something like this to the show because I think I went all summer just drinking beer. But uh, tonight for this monumental event, I am uh, kicking it off part one with uh, some tequila, some single estate tequila ocho uh it's a it's it's delicious it's on the rocks right now got a little little bit of lime and uh i'm ready for for the rest of the part celts little polar no celts no No. on the rocks nice on the rocks all right let's get back to it we've got team canada facing off against team usa um wow Yep. So, so, so here, here is my immediate reaction to this match. Okay. So the team, Team Canada is Bulldog, Neidhart, Doug Furness, and Philip Lafon, and they're facing off against Team USA: Vader, Goldust, Mark Marrow, and Steve Blackman, and Sables with them. My first thought went to um, probably one of my favorite pay-per-views, which is Canadian Stampede, which is. I think in July, um, right before this. And it's like they're trying to recreate it, but with without Brett, guys. without Austin, without Owen. It, this sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely awful. Like, so Vader bad. Vader is the captain of Team USA. Um, Vader's timeline. Let me timeline tell you something in... about uh, Team Canada. <laughs> before we get there oh well, wait hold on let's we're, let's talk about team usa first because they're okay. backstage with michael cole who's donning a uh a, a casio watch like from the dollar <laughs> store um blackman was just added to this match after he came to help vader on raw like as he was getting a beat down you picked you pick Steve Blackman to be so, added to this. The strangest part is that they position Steve Blackman as a fan. A fan yes, has hit I, the ring. Like I, 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 when I heard them talking about it, I was I was totally in shock. Like, yeah. this is not something that you would want to uh, promote. Covers him up like he doesn't want him to get hurt. And <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Uh, and he's jacked. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a, a martial artist, and you know he's coming into the ring, and he can uh, essentially hold his own, hold his own. But he's just a fan, just a fan. Yeah. Uh, holy <laughs> shit! What are you doing here? This is not setting yeah. a good precedent here, fellas. <laughs> so, so backstage you've got Cole with Vader, Goldust, uh, Mark Merrow, Sable, and Blackman. And my favorite part is Vader is so bad. He treats this interview as if he's like a, a second grader at my school who's like <laughs> responding to an essay topic, <laughs> right? Michael Cole says, Vader, you've assembled this team and you don't have much in common. Passes the microphone to Vader. Vader gives a long pause. He looks into the what? camera and he's like processing his thoughts and he goes, yeah, I've assembled this team and we don't have much in common. He just like repeated exactly <laughs> and, what Michael yeah, Cole said to him. Them. Yeah, like, holy Jesus, this is what we're in store for? Like, yep. I, I'm an American. The whole match. And, and I can't, I don't know who the hell uh, uh, Doug Furness and Philip LaFon are, but I'm already ready to root for uh, Team Canada here. But you didn't know from what JR said, uh, one of them's like played football in Oklahoma or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So team. before we even see, see Team Canada, before we dive into them, we get a Team USA, probably the highlight, coming out to Kurt Angle's music, um, which just forever I'm unchained. Pra- yeah. <laughs> it's, Sable looks like she belongs in the Matrix with the sunglasses she's wearing. Um, Goldust has an FU on his face paint standing for forever unchained. Um, I don't know. And uh, by the way, Gold dust, Jesus Christ, man! Can anybody tell you to get rid of that moose knuckle? Like <laughs> just <laughs> wagging it down the ring. Sorry, it's it's noticeable. Um, this, uh, this, they had to in the WWF state defense. They had to uh, shift to this gold dust, I think, because of Pillman, Pillman's death. Oh, you're not right. Too long ago, right? Because they, she was uh, Marlena was supposed to go with Pillman, and uh, right. You're right. You're very right. Thank you. That you know that makes so much more sense to this match if Pillman yeah. was involved. Um, it makes you wonder, like, who would have been he, Pillman would have been on Team Canada, right? Probably, you would think. Yeah, and so sense. like, who would have been the other member on that team? You know, what would have been ideal is would have been. But I know there's a rematch, but it would have been ideal if it was Pillman, Bulldog, Anvil, and Owen. Yeah. Versus Austin Vader Stampede. That's what you're yeah. searching for all over again. This is just awful, man. It's it's so bad. It is. Uh, Babyface Babyface Vader does not work. Will never work. It it's not good. The focus on this match is all on Steve Blackman. It's like the camera can't get its eyes off of him. The fan. He's just a fan. He's the fan. <laughs> yep. Crowd goes uh, absolutely apeshit for Team Canada, by the way. They really do. And I don't know why, because only one of them is actually from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldog Who? from England. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like uh, LaFon is the only one from Yeah, Can- exactly. From Canada. Uh, I, I will admit, though, yeah. that Bulldog puts on quite a little, uh, little run there as he's power slamming and and suplexing vader and vader does not look like he helps him on the uh on the suplex whatsoever and really outside of that that was the only point of uh note taking for this match pretty impressive (laughs) yeah it it looked really good it's a shame because i i would hold i always hold like we could have this faction discussion but i always hold the uh sean triple h china 
DX. That that's my favorite faction. In particular, with with Rick Rude is actually my favorite. That version of yeah, DX. Mine too. Yeah. Um, and then I put Heart Foundation right up there. Like there's one and there's one A, and that Heart Foundation. I was, but I was but a you big could, Nation fan. Y- you were, you were, but but the Heart Foundation. You could just tell like it's crumbling, man. Like the fact that they're teaming with Furnace and Lafon at such yeah. a, a big pay per view, uh, it's it's not good. I really absolutely wish we got, not good. I really wish we got like a final Survivor match uh, for this event. <laughs> yeah. Would have been like Lafon, the Interrogator, and like Thrasher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would have been Soul awesome. Survivor. Uh, yeah, uh, not good, not good. Um, Vader Might clears well house put early. Cole in this match, yeah. <laughs> they they try so hard to highlight Team USA with Mark Marrow and his his gold gloves, and Blackman gets disqualified or counted out because he doesn't know the rules. Like, so let me ask you this: you're you're such a big Vader fan, and you feel the need to protect Vader that you buy a ticket, you go to a Monday Night Raw, but you don't know how a professional wrestling match works. What? I don't get um, it. I don't know. Don't get it. I don't buy that. Yeah, I'm no, yeah. It's I, that's K- not sports K- entertainment. Fabio. <laughs> K- Fabio. <laughs> but um, you know, they they were beating on him the whole ten seconds. They were. So. I do like how uh, Bulldog early in the match though, Mero takes off that little like beanie or something, and then he he like tosses it in Bulldog's face. Bulldog wipes his ass with it, swings it around, (laughs) tosses it to Sable, and then Sable proceeds to like swing it around on her finger outside the ring. Highlight of the whole event so far. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I, I think you're right. That and the Canadians are, uh, and the Canadian fans are like neck and neck here for yeah. top spot. Yeah, that whole spot gets yeah. one can. Not good. Already added <laughs> to this match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really not not a good match. Uh, anybody have any spots they want to talk about? Vader Vader slaps Goldust to tag him in. Vader uh, Goldust is just not into this. He's got the broken arm, um, and Walks he just kind of leaves the match, gets counted out, and leaves Vader alone with Bulldog and Lafon. Right. Yeah. Anybody want to talk uh, about anything? Well, no, because Mero, Mero uh, does this uh, flippy moonsault that botches with uh, Furnace, I think. <laughs> I couldn't uh, tell you who Furnace is and up. who Lafon is. Furnace is the guy with curly hair. The long hair with the long ha- the long undies. Curly hair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I prematurely started enough. talking about the only impressive spot with uh, Bulldog suplexing. Vader, so I'm uh, I'm out on this match. Guys. Yeah, uh, let me know when you're back. Yeah, so the match ends basically. Vader uh, Vader pins Lafon, and as the ref is getting rid of Lafon, Bulldog goes and grabs the the ring bell, and he's on the apron. He comes over and he gives Bulldog like the biggest like uh, whiff of a shot of that ring bell to the back of his head, and pins him, and finally ends this disaster. Yeah. So let me ask you: So this is yeah. we're on match number three of the night. Cans in the cooler. If I gave, if we all give this, we're like stacking one up can in the cooler. In the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't even have half a six pack right now. Like, oh man, this 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 is absolutely awful. 
I went is. to look at I went to look at Dave Meltzer's review of this pay per view and like his ratings. Not that that ever matters, but he was pretty generous to some of these matches with like two and a half stars, and and one had a dud. The, the opening match okay. was a dud. Like it's all yeah, right. the storyline wise is just trash. There's nothing worth like holding on to. Everyone, everyone loves the Survivor Series concept, right? The yeah. the, the the elimination matches. The, the this first half of the 1997 Survivor Series is enough reason for me to not want a Survivor Series Dude, matches to be put together maybe again. That's why they ditched it for like five yeah. years. Maybe you this know, is the problem. As we're talking it out, I really think that is probably why they got rid of it because like nothing is memorable from survivor series like i must we have can really the whole truth commission match honestly <laughs> i don't even remember it <laughs> we 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 this. can talk about survivor series but like survivor series really does not have a ton of memorable moments if you were to ask me like i outside of the main event in this i couldn't tell you anything that sticks out like or the rock at, at 98 winning the tournament um Besides that, I don't know. But anyway, um, after this match, we've got JR and King at the announce table, and uh, they're announcing the Karate Fighters Super Supper Sweepstakes. I'm glad I got they, that they right. They learned from their mistakes. I'll, I'll give them that much. Yeah, they, I thought the uh, same they did thing. Not have, they did not have Sonny calling anyone mm-hmm. live on, on pay-per-view. Uh, they had Jacqueline Cook on the phone, ready to yep. go. The winner of the Super Supper sweepstakes as Jr. and King struggle to uh, enunciate it. But man, they Could learned you, from their mistakes. Let that's, me that's ask you. Thing. Wait, wait, but let me ask you a question. So she, all you have to do is send in a postcard, right? And you're basically put into this lottery, from and you get to or whatever you yeah whatever it was. You get you get to bring yourself and ten friends. To dinner with a WWF superstar oh, of your choice. Ten friends. I'm I'm goddamn forty years old and I don't think I could pick ten friends to go have dinner with Stone Cold oh, Steve give Austin. Me a break. <laughs> yeah, You're telling me in ninety seven you could pick ten friends Absolutely. that would wanna go and see Stone Cold? Like real friends. I'm not talking like uh, Adam Edelstein, all right? <laughs> I don't know who that is, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the first random kid from high school I could think of. I hope he listens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jackie wants to eat dinner with Stone Cold. She's so exciting. She's like panting on the other end of the phone. Not me. King goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're having way too much fun with this Survivor Series. <laughs> you want to get to the next match? Because this is probably yes, like please. the. I, I got to cooler? this. Oh, can- sorry. I'm sorry. Cans and Cooler. For what? Jackie? Yes. Two. Seven. <laughs> I, I'm not dignifying this with an answer. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Next match, we've got Kane with Paul Bearer uh, facing off against Mankind. And this is where I finally feel like I'm watching a pay-per-view from 1997. Yes. I don't know about you go. guys. You get like... This is Kane, Kane's debut match. Yes. Kane, it, it really is. And it recaps his Path of Destruction. Uh, he just debuted a month ago. And He's just been destroying guys like everybody matches. Yeah, we've got top notch WWF video package like the music, the black and white footage. <laughs> Specifically, they they have a whole cane section, and then the music changes, and it's a yes. drastic change. And it like got me to look up from whatever I was doing at the time, and like 
completely pay attention to what was happening with mankind on my screen. And I was just like, holy shit, that was amazing. Just that, just the spin it on a dime, and there you go. And this um, cane I liked. Yes. Destroying people. Yes. Yeah, the debut of Kane is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so, the and, the biggest downfall honest, of the match is. Go ahead. You 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 go ahead. No go no no no. You, I was gonna say the downfall of the match is it's a red light match. Um, uh, but at yes. the time, yeah, but at the time, it's probably like it's brand new. Oh, okay, it's brand new. This is Kane's first match. Let's make something big out of it. Um, it added to the mystique. One thousand percent added they to the mystique of it. Kane. You you come in and it's the right uh, the red light. But mankind is the perfect perfect opponent oh, for Kane right out the gate. Like it, yes. it, you couldn't have booked it any better. And that's what I was going to say before you talked about the downfall. Is like. If it's not mankind, there's no but there's nobody else on this entire roster that would be the best dance partner to get Kane over. He's taken yeah. a beating from him, a hundred percent taking a beating yeah. and coming back for more. Uh, the interaction with she mankind and and Uncle Paul is so good oh, with Paul Bearer yeah. on the outside. Like th- this match, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, basically, it's mankind's like more pissed off at at uh, at Paul Bearer than he is with Kane uh, during this. And it, it's fantastic. It, it, it really, works it really so is. well. Um, called me a pebble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even his promo, like right after the video package, we get uh, Mankind backstage with, with a promo, and it's it's incredible. He's talking mm-hmm. about how, like, he turned into this little pebble. Uh, <laughs> and this is also, mind you, the era of Mankind and Mick Foley where he's, like, gone back and forth from mankind to dude love and now he's like face version of mankind but it's before he's like you know got that corporate mankind in him it, it it's incredible this guy shirt. before he was like yeah, a dress shirt right he's still in the all brown he's Mick Foley is is a god <laughs> like this mm-hmm, guy yeah. is is up there man and and I'm saying nothing new to anybody um but Highlights of this match to me um, was uh, Mick Foley finally, after getting beaten down like throughout the beginning of this match, was uh, the the mandible claw to Uncle Paul yes. uh, on, on the ring apron, and the way that Paul Bearer sells it with the cross eyes and everything it's it's a, a piece of King work. Hippo after he you knock him yeah. out. Oh, you're totally yes. right. Yes. You're totally right because he just yes. kind of like hunches over outside the ring because Mick reaches over the top rope to give the the um the mandible claw here or maybe not the top rope but it reaches through the rope to give it to him on the outside and paul just kind of hunches over and he totally has the like stars in his eyes like it's totally king hippo that's beautiful good job and so so after that paul bear is knocked out and at this point mankind takes a choke slam from the ring apron onto the spanish announce table poor tito santana is flopping around like a fish out of water uh (laughs) And then Mankind continues to get, like, beaten down around the outside of the ring. And the way it ends, it's just, like, Kane's in the middle of the ring. Mankind has to pull himself up on Kane. And Kane delivers a tombstone, which, like, at the time, we didn't we didn't know he was going to use the tombstone as his finisher. Uh, 
pins him with his arms wide open like crucifix style yeah and uh one two three it's it's over man his tombstones look a lot more brutal than Undertaker's. yes They're agreed like super fast like boom boom yeah yep. Yep. totally i agreed. always enjoyed kane's tombstone for that reason it like like snaps it's not just like yeah. a plant right this do you have any spots in this match that you want to talk about Nah, you hit Anything them all for me. You hit them, yeah. It, yeah, it was really Uncle Paul and uh and that choke slam through the announce table off of the apron. It it's incredible too. Also you got Earl Hepner, who's the referee in this match, which to me always adds a little bit to it because he's one of my favorites. Um this is before he's selling t shirts out of the back of the car. But uh <laughs> <laughs> um it's it, this match saves part one for me because sure the does. first match few all the f- matches we covered before this are yeah. absolutely awful. Um but this I would give a good three, three and a half cans in the cooler. I don't know about you guys. I was actually thinking four. I was Excellent. leaning four as well. Uh there there is one more spot. Mankind comes in and hits a right before locking in the mandible claw he hits a uh cactus jack style pile driver onto kane that looks incredible and he gets up and he gives the little gun gun hand bang bang and uh that's what allows him to get over to paul and he reaches through the second rope in order to uh to hit that mandible claw kane sits up and we're off to the races yeah so good good. i love it mick is the man absolutely love it um all right so we're going to we're going to stop part 1 here. Uh we've still got another 4 on 4 classic Survivor Series elimination match. We've got the Intercontinental title match of uh Stone Cold versus Owen Hart which is the rematch from 97 SummerSlam and then our our main event of Sean versus Brett. Um What would you give this part Part one, our first few matches, because I don't know if we could really sell many people on it. What would you say? Combine? Yeah, combine. Combine it all. Part one. It's either between a two and a two and a half, I think. Yeah, I I was going to say two. I think two and a half is generous. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm with you at two. The Kane match and Mankind it's match it. is enough to make you tune in. Uh, the Canadian accents from the fans is enough for me to give it an extra yeah. little half a can there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the first couple of matches, you might as well just skip them. Yeah. I'm excited still to cover the rest. It's it's pretty oh, wild course. that this is a, a 25-year anniversary of this event. Uh, I think when this podcast drops, and if it's not when part one drops, by part two, everybody's going to be talking about how it's 25 years of mm-hmm. the Montreal Screwjob. Um, so there we go. Part one underway. Uh, Matt's going to take it away with a quick extra credit this week. Let's do it. <laughs> The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows. We are back with an abridged version of Extra Credit this week with the Extra Cooler Top 3, which will list our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by Chalkline. Chalkline brings you our favorite 
favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more over at chalk-line.com. And the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. I'm going to hit you with a list of the top three stories this week. First, with some honorable mention, Ava Rain made her debut on NXT this week. For those that don't know, she is the daughter of the one and the only Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So Ava Rain uh, is our honorable mention this week. Story number three, coming from AEW. Are we seeing an MJF face turn? Question mark. I don't believe it yet. I'm uh, hoping and praying that they don't go down this path. Um, but we shall see. I'm here for the ride. Take me on at MJF. We'll see on the other side. Story number two this week. Is WWE cracking open the forbidden door? We are seeing Shinsuke Nakamura going to be taking part in the Great Muda's farewell tour and will be wrestling the Great Muda at Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. This is super exciting news. This has got Triple H's uh, fingerprints all over it. Um, even Shinsuke, when he t- when he uh, posted on Instagram and on social media, he just wrote, this is a miracle, um, was his little quote for it. But story number one from this past week, Sammy and the Bloodline. Are you boys feeling a little oozy? Are you a little oozy this week? That whole segment to me on SmackDown, uh, man, was just, it was gold. It was one of the most captivating segments in WWF in the last five years, in my opinion. I am putting high praise on this, and for me, it totally deserves it. Watching them, like it felt like an SNL skit. They were in there, and they were breaking character, but for some reason, it worked. So, man, Sammy and the Bloodline are doing God's work over here, (laughs) as I like to say, and um, I hope you're feeling a little oozy this week after this week of wrestling. So, Cheers to the quick and abridged top three this week. Nick, take us home, brother. Actually, before we take us home, I hope, uh, just wanted to say, I hope Matt is feeling oozy and happy belated birthday. Thanks, man. Belated 40th birthday to the Hop God himself. Yes, we we didn't come out with an episode last week, and I was like, how do I come out with an episode just to wish Matt a happy 40th (laughs) birthday? Uh, Happy birthday, man. Happy belated. Welcome to the club. Yeah, thank you, fellas. I uh, <laughs> I spent my 40th birthday in an airport from coming home from Miami on a work trip, but uh, I'm here. I made it. I made up for it on the weekend. So uh, cheers. Thank you to everybody that reached out. Awesome. All right. So uh, next week, as we've said many times during this episode, we're covering part two of Survivor Series 1997. We're going to have the whole Survivor Series team back with us Uh Luke and Butch, those two jobbers, are done applying the <laughs> doink face paint. I, I, I'm hearing from Jim as 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 we roll. And... All right, so be sure to follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation. Give us a follow, subscribe, rate, review, and tell all your friends about the Extra Cooler Show available wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Tonight, Hitman is going to lose the title tonight. Even though I don't want him to lose it, Michael's going to be the three-time champ. The main event? Shawn Michaels, man. Big time. Because he's the best of years, the best of us, and the best of ever Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. (laughs) 
Right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nasty.